Hello, not about us. Listeners, viewers, what 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 can we say now? We're actually trying a video. What do you think? Does it work? No? You have to look at us? We, we should shut this down. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. That was okay. Big no. mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> oh, let's keep it going. Well, hey, thanks for uh, watching, I guess you could say. I'm so used to saying listening. I'm going to stick with that for a while because this is still going to be an audio also only podcast, right, uh, option. Of course. So, as always, we are a podcast with just audio, um, but I am trying to build a YouTube presence, um, get out there uh, in a visual form, too, for a couple reasons. One, I'm hoping that you guys will appreciate, actually, I know we're, we're not much to look at, but, <laughs> but I hope that you'll appreciate putting a face to the voices, being able to see us, and also, in a weird way, I, I can't see you, I promise, but there's nothing weird, but it almost feels like I'm talking directly to you, and mm-hmm. and that's what uh, the conversation especially, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what we wanted for all of our, our studies, is we wanted to kind of build a community uh, to minister right. to you, to have you minister to us, share thoughts, ideas, um, studies, so yeah, I, I, I'm hoping to, that it'll be good things that come from this. And also, as we've mentioned before, we, uh, at the end of the day, if God brought us two people or 2,000 people, uh, we're thrilled. Mm-hmm. Um, we would, we would love to have many people be a part of our, a part of the Not About Us, uh, community and family, but whatever, whoever God wants to bring to us, awesome. That's, that's, that's a win. Um, absolutely but I do feel like he's been saying Brad I'll bring them but I also need you to do your part and 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 use your skills um, the mediocre skills that I have <laughs> uh, to also try to help bring people so I am promoting this on YouTube um, Facebook we have a Facebook page and of course the website Instagram um, so yeah we're, we're, we're getting out into the world so <laughs> all right well uh that being said, uh, thank you for watching us if you are. Thank you for listening if you're doing that as well. This is Scott. And this is Brad. And this is not about us. So anyway, uh, let's get started with this conversation piece. Uh, Brad, can you kick us off with prayer and invite Yahweh in to have his say in this conversation? Absolutely. Yahweh, Yeshua, Spirit, as always, as always, we want this to be less of us, more of you, all yes. of you. Hallelujah. In order to do that, though, uh, we, we, we're lost. We're lost without you. So, Will you please be in here with us? Well, yeah. you, we invite the Spirit in, invited in as the honored guest. And when I say I invite you in as the honored guest, you're always welcome. Yes. Always welcome here. Hallelujah. Be with us. Be with our listeners. But know that when you are here, we will do our best to give you the honor, glory, and respect that you deserve because you deserve it all. So that being said, in this new format that we're trying with the, the video and the YouTube, I ask that uh, if you 
if you want this to be successful, that you will you bless it. Hallelujah. Right? And you glorify yourself from it. And let all the honor be to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Uh, so, mentioning YouTube, uh, we want to point out one thing <laughs> really quick. We have a strike. <laughs> That's right. We have one strike on YouTube, and we're happy with that. Uh, we're... Uh, we got a strike. We're not going to go into why, because that might get us a second strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to let you know, in these conversation pieces from now on, we're going to talk like normal, but there are certain things we are not going to talk about on the YouTube portion. We are going to talk about on our own website. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this on YouTube, feel free. We're going to end it at some point. And invite you to go to our website to listen to the whole thing if that's what you're interested in. We'll do our best to put the majority of as much as we can into the actual conversation before we cut it. Yes. So we're going to try our best to give as much uh, to our YouTube viewers as we can. But because of that strike, um, it, it, it was on a conversation. So uh, the Bible studies seem to be... Totally cool, uh, but um, some of the opinions that we express, um, you know, uh, you know the current state of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so um, just to let you know, like I said, any of what got us that strike is going to be talked about over there. But for right now, uh, Brad, is there anything you want to jump into? Anything on your heart that you want to throw out here right now? Yes. Um, We'll continue with bod with the bod. We'll continue with podcast business um, real quick. As I mentioned, a um, couple things, a couple new things. Really trying to to improve the the, the Facebook and the YouTube uh, presence, but also I've been I've been trying to just get not about us out there, and and so I've been looking at. Um, all the YouTube videos that I watch and some other Facebook pages that I follow and different things like that. Just looking at the comments, just seeing what people um, are kind of interested in, um, you know, what's important to them. And I noticed that a lot of people, and this is good, but a lot of people are uh, needing prayers. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a few, you know, every page I went to, Please pray for me for this. I'm having cancer uh, treatments. Please pray for my son because of this. Please, you know, it just, and and I was responding to quite a few of them and realized that, first of all, that's a, it's a huge task because I, yeah. I would, I, if, I, if I could, I would, I would pray for all of you and everything that you need. Um, and I'm going to continue to seek out people who need prayers but I've also uh, put on the web page, and you don't have to go to the web page to do it. You can you can private message us on Facebook. Um, I guess I don't know if there's a way to private message on YouTube. Uh, the, you can use the contact us page on YouTube, or you can use the contact page on our actual web page. But I also have a spot specific to prayer requests, and so you can go to that. Um, I let you tell me if it's okay to uh, talk about you and your and what you're praying for or what you need help with. If uh, you're okay with that, we will pray for you 
on a future episode of uh, the podcast. Of course, we'll pray for you in the moment as well. And we'll respond to that prayer request um, once we have prayed and what we and what the prayer was. Um, if you don't like the idea, if you still need help, but you but you don't like the idea of it being shared on a podcast, I give you that option. Um, there's a yes or no, just a simple yes or no box. You tell me no, you don't want it on the podcast, but you just need help with something. Then Scott and I will help, but we won't. Uh, we won't put any of your right, yeah yeah. We won't mention won't go anything. public. Um, so uh, please feel free. Um, since that's a new feature, I'm not sure uh, if, especially right away, until it's been kind of promoted. I don't know if it'll be a, a huge thing. Um, so since I don't have people's permission one way or the other right now, I do have a couple of people I want to pray for, um, but I'm, I'm not going to mention any, uh, any names. And, and honestly, I, I don't even know the real names because they were, they were YouTube names. They were their right. usernames. Um, but, uh, there was one, um, there was one, I, first of all, I appreciate where your heart is. Uh, this young man, and I, and I assume you're a young man only because your your username suggested, uh, you know, uh, a guy. Um, but young man, the way he said it was, it was on a, it was on a, it was on a video about uh, the spirits that can attack you and that kind of stuff. And and he said in in his comment, please pray for me. I'm a young man who wants to start out in faith. And right up, right away, I, I just want to say I appreciate where your heart is. You're a young man in a world that is telling young people all sorts of contradictory things. And you've already cemented that, that where you want to stand is a, is, a, is a man of faith. So first of all, I think you're already on, a, uh, on the right track. I think that's pretty awesome. But Yahweh, Yeshua, I pray for this young man. And I pray, I pray that you will be with this young man as he walks this journey of faith. And I hope that, I hope that his relationship with you will be built on a foundation of strength and truth. And I pray and pray good things for him and blessings for him. Thank you. And so he can see what we see as we have gone through our journey with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Um. and I'll throw it well. We're in this prayer kick. Um, uh, Paul Burris, the uh, artist on my Spirit Man comic, uh, has uh, a group that he helps mentor. He's not the only mentor. He's one of several uh, in Minnesota where he lives in the St. Cloud area called Portable Vision and Audio. And he is requesting uh, prayers too. So I just lift you up right now, Paul, and that whole group. I don't know everybody by name, but Portable Vision and Audio, the people involved, I just we just lift you up. Hallelujah. We thank you. We pray God's blessings, God's spirit, God's wisdom, and God's artistry, God's creativity through all of you. And, and just let his passion and emotion flow out of your artistry and, and enliven and brighten your hearts and your minds. Hallelujah. We just thank you. We just lift you up in prayer. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Um, 
There was one more that I saw that uh, stood out to me that I that I, I want to mention. It, this one was a mother, and she was asking, she was requesting prayers for her son, and the way she described it is her son was uh, was young, and uh, was already being attacked by um, a lot of negative spirits. So for this young man and, and for this mom, you know, I just I pray the protection of Yeshua's blood on them. And I ask yes. that because you, Yeshua, because you love this child and because you love his mother and and you honor prayers and requests, Hallelujah. I pray your protection, the blood yes. over them, and that whatever is not from yes. you, Hallelujah. I, I Bind it and cast it away from them. And if negativity is attacking them, then we pray positivity. Absolutely. We pray Holy Spirit, fire and power and just passionate love that he knows you love him so much. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Absolutely. Yes, positivity and protection on this young man. Amen. <sighs> okay. So... So that's what I've got for now. Um, please, please feel free to reach out. Um, and not just with prayers. Uh, if you have comments, questions, complaints. <laughs> if now that we're doing this video, uh, you want to know what's the importance of that microwave right there. Why we chose to put it in this video. Because I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Brad will tell us one day. Why we chose this location. Why not? Actually, that's a good point. Real quick. <laughs> real quick, because we are, we, we, I, I've been saying this a lot lately, and I'm really starting to believe it's true. <laughs> we're, we're both just a bunch of bumbling idiots <laughs> that um, are doing our best to share with you our relationship journey with God, the things that we have discovered, hoping that it'll inspire and encourage. But that being said, we are just kind of a couple of bumbling idiots. I did not charge... Bumbling idiot to any cat. Oh, yes. He's not a bumbling idiot. He's my big tough dude. Um, but we... Um, <laughs> as being a bumbling idiot, <laughs> I did not charge the actual good camera for our podcast sessions today. Oh, that's going to get us subscribers right there. <laughs> that face will do it. We'll have a thousand comments. Bring back more more cats. More cats. Um, but... Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're, right now I'm using the webcam on my computer. It, it may not be the best, so... Uh, but it's a start. Yeah. Genesis study 30, Revelation study... 11. 11. And this conversation, oh, which we didn't mention, is on March 26, 2021. Yes. Um, we didn't mention that in Revelation either. We mentioned it in Genesis. Well, <sighs> bumbling idiots, what can I say? <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, those three were used with the webcam... So they may not be the best video quality. I have a I have a more decent camera. So and then also, um, yes, right now you are seeing the microwave, the stove, the <laughs> microphones. Um, this is this is the bumbling idiots. This is what we do. We do it in in my kitchen slash living room. Um, but uh, we are we are finishing my basement. I can't give you any idea of when this is going to happen, but uh, I am planning on actually making a little studio down there. So. Probably 
you know, months from now. But you will see, uh, hopefully, these we, we start to improve the quality around here. Because <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I wanted to talk about uh, something that's been on my heart lately, and you we we mentioned it just now in your Revelation eleven uh, study, and that was really the difference between faith and laziness mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, patience, being in God's will, and laziness, and just because it's been on my heart for a couple weeks now, uh, being a soldier uh, in God, and and I say for a couple weeks now, it's it's actually been several years, but something I've just felt for the last couple weeks, just a drive and a passion, and 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 a real call that uh, that. Very real war, not, you know, I mean, it's been happening for millennia, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's coming in a very real way in all of our lives and a need to better prepare for it. And I got to tell you, the best way I can explain how I've been feeling lately is the fact that uh, for those who've been listening, you might know that uh, might remember we were gamers. Uh, we've we've played video games and and board games all of our lives, and just that idea that it, it's difficult and and it's a march and but it's also exciting, and and I've just had this. That's the best way I can explain it is to say I feel like I'm in a real video game lately. Uh, and because it's like the battle is intensifying and I'm enjoying it. And, and that's weird for me. Uh, it's like I've really been giving up as a soldier. And, and really learning and, and, and working off of what you've been talking about is being his slave. And I was even re-listening to all of, I've been, I've re-listened to recently the Genesis podcast and the Revelation podcast. And one of the Revelation, we were talking about, uh, the connection between a slave, uh, or a servant mm-hmm. and a soldier and the difference really being basically they both have they're the same type of job. They're listening to the master and doing what he says, only a soldier is in like a wartime hostile environment and a servant is in a peacetime yep. environment. But essentially, they're both the same thing. What do you want? I will do it. I will get that done. Give me a mission. I will, I will go, uh, give me my commands. I will, I will do it. And. Uh, as you play video games, you know, the, the story goes on and it's exciting, but you see the progress and you see the growth of the character and more powerful. And sometimes in the game, there's stuff that happens, uh, not stuff that happens, stuff you collect and things grow and you keep coming back to your base. And oh my goodness, it looks even better than before. And there's just been this peace on me. That's all I can say is things have been going really bad in a, in a lot of ways that as I'm going through it, I, I can't explain it other than it's enjoyable. And, and I just thank you, Yahweh God, because that's not me. 
God, that's not me. I'm, I'm the person who constantly through my life gone, Oh God, get me out of this. Get me out of this. I'm so sick of this situation. I'm going to quit my job and go somewhere else because I can't handle being here anymore. I'm going to walk away from this relationship because this person is just driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, and the, the, the actual trials are becoming like a game. Like, like, um, yes, I see the excitement in charging forward and, and conquering whatever has to be defeated. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I've talked about this several times where I'm not, I'm not scared of the, the, the pressure of tribulation. Mm-hmm. I'm broken hearted by the idea that there will be people lost. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, seeing tribulation coming, that pressure, which we learned in one of the studies, just it's just pressure, that suffocation feeling that there's nothing that you can do to survive, to, to make it out of this. To me, once that is happening, then I, I see two things. One, there's a chance for me to grow. And two, there's nothing, anything bad that happens to me, God can always make good from that bad. And it's always so much more better than Mm -hmm. the bad. So if it's a really bad bad, if it's a really bad pressure, then God will come in and make it even greater good. Yeah. And so... And we were talking in the Revelation podcast and in the Genesis podcast about faith and courage, mm-hmm. understanding the victory is going to come. I wanted to mention this at that time, but I knew the conversation's coming. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it here. But just having the sense that that victory is already won by God, and yet we still have to have faith and courage in the middle of the fight. And that's kind of what I've been feeling lately is God's been really dealing with me on have faith and courage, but the the realization that you've won means this is an enjoyable process just seeing how this this action exciting action movie that you're actually living in right. is coming to pass the stakes are high um, and when you and when you can conquer those stakes not you when God helps you get through mm-hmm. there is a certain uh, there's that growth there's that uh, leveling up to use a video yeah. game term. Uh, when you've gone through something, oh my goodness, <laughs> cat hair. <laughs> when you've gone through something, and and you've grown from it, that's like leveling up. Uh, your skill set has improved. Um, whether that skill, whatever skill it is, wisdom, knowledge, um, you know, maybe you're stronger, maybe whatever. You've improved. You've leveled up, and. Uh, but but that being said, the stakes are high, and this in my last study this got reminded to me. Um, the stakes are high because there are still people out there that need help. So we we have a we 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 have a guaranteed victory. You can decide to be lazy with that information, mm-hmm. and it's still going to be a guaranteed victory, and it's still going to be wonderful. But think about all the people who it won't be wonderful for. And so that's where we that's where we, we can't get lazy. We mm-hmm. we need to do our best to 
um, to do this kind of stuff. Encourage one another, minister to one another, find those lost souls and try to save them. And I was the first one to admit in the study, I have failed to do that many, many times because um, I wasn't courageous. I allowed anxiety, fear, worry, yeah, uh, the, the the fear of being judged. I mean, all those kind of mm-hmm. things. I've allowed it into my soul, and and it stopped me from helping. Um, I would say I could probably bring up more examples of where I failed where than where I was successful. Oh, easily, you know. So yeah. So first of all, don't be discouraged. If you try and you fail, it, it's a natural part of it because there's also the the fact that every every person has to make the decision for themselves. We can't force anyone into salvation. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it still has to be their their choice. Um, God Himself is not going to force Himself onto anybody. He's going to show you what He's got, but the decision is still yours. The hand is reaching out. You can take it, but you can also say no. And mm-hmm. Knowing what that means, uh, that does break my heart. Yeah, you know, those knowing that there will be those that say no to the outstretched hand, and what's going to happen to them that breaks my heart. So, so that's that's the motivation to not be lazy, um, to to be courageous, but also don't be disappointed, don't get discouraged because that's that'll lead you down a different path that. that can be hard to get out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. So, yeah. So, so um, if you tried and you failed, it's okay. You still, you, maybe you didn't get the maximum leveling up points, but you still got points and you still grew. <laughs> and, and like he said, uh, sometimes failure, apparent failure, isn't failure at all. Mm-hmm. It's exactly where God wanted you to be. Sometimes it, we find it difficult in this physical reality to understand exactly what God's doing. And sometimes you obeyed God perfectly and there's an apparent failure because you don't know what's going on in the spirit realm. Yep. And you, you can't judge by that. You have, you have to judge by, were you obedient? Did you do what God told you to do? That's it. If you did, you were a success. Now, because I, I know sometimes God will tell you, for example, God will tell you to minister to someone and to preach to someone and to try to reach someone and they reject it wholeheartedly. And God knew that was going to happen, but he still called you to go because he needed to give them mm-hmm. that shot. Uh, the, them rejecting it isn't a failure on your part and your obedience will lead to even greater successes in the future. But he needed to know that you'd be obedient in going. I, there, we can't necessarily judge by the results uh, because we don't see the results the way God does. We always have to remember that. I think too often we judge as Christians. Uh, we judge as, hum- as human beings all, too many times. We are results driven. And we don't recognize that the right thing was done because sometimes the results look bad to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've said this before at work, you know, nothing is perfect. Nothing is going to do have, you know, a hundred percent success rate all the time. Uh, if you have three ways of doing things and one gets you 10%, one gets you 50% and one gets you 90% success rate, what do you want? You want the 90%. Well, what's going to happen 
on the corporate level every time. You have something, you're doing it the absolute best way you can, 90% success rate. There's no better way to do it. This is the best that can be accomplished. But because there's some failure, there's 10% failure in it, it's going to get tinkered with and it's going to get messed up and it's going to be made worse uh, often because we don't have 100% and people feel they need to constantly try to make it better. Sometimes, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we should stop trying to improve at, you know, whatever, uh, but I'm saying sometimes we fail to understand the right thing was done. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a result it uh, doesn't always mean, you know, doesn't always equal success or failure. Well, it's, it's one of those situations where you may have been the person who planted the seed, but you weren't supposed to water it. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, well, I gave them the information. Nothing seemed to come of it. Mm-hmm. But what you don't know is someone else was watered it. And then someone else, you know, continued to, to shine light on it. And then finally the person came around or the situation came out to be good. You did your part. God and you might you not even know and they you, ended up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, there's been quite a few times. You'd almost think it'd be easier with strangers because you don't know them. And, and what you, once you're out of their lives, mm-hmm. you know, but in my past, it's been... I don't know if I've shared this before, but uh, I I might have shared this in one of the earlier podcasts, but a friend of mine, well, okay, I say a friend, I met this gentleman a couple times when I was looking for advice on on movie making and things like that. I, I'm, a, I'm a playwright, I'm a script writer, I was looking for advice on stuff and, and someone introduced me to this gentleman, met him a couple times and he gave me the story. He wrote this massive play, performed it at a large church you know, many acts, many scene changes, all this huge production, hour and a half, two hour production. And it's the, uh, it's the like morning of, they're going to put it on that evening and they're setting everything up. And someone comes over to him and says, you know, during this one scene change over here, we've got about three minutes of you know, people having to come on, pull this off, move this over, you know, that that's going to, be distracting and noisy and stuff. And he went, oh, I didn't even think of that. You're right. What can we do? And they said, well, why don't these three ladies over here have been performing this song? They've been practicing this song. Why don't we just put a spotlight on them up there in the balcony? And they can do that song. It's about four minutes. That'll give you enough time to get the scene changed. And, you know, and they said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And do the whole, he does the whole play. At the end of it, someone comes up to him and says, I gave my life to Jesus during your play today. And that's wonderful. That's great. Oh, you know, hallelujah. And just out of of curiosity, because I'm the director, I just want to know, you know, what worked, what didn't, that kind of thing. You know, I just, for, for what can help me understand what was it about the play? And he said, it was those three women in the balcony and that song just touched my heart. And, and this guy, he just went, Oh my goodness. God had me to put together a two hour play and put all these people and, and build sets and make costumes and all this stuff just to give those three ladies 
a shot at, at their song. <laughs> and, and, you know, sometimes what we do, we have no idea. God wanted us to do it, but we have no idea why it's important or, or we have no idea. We, what we think we're shooting for, God has a completely different, uh, plan in mind. Yeah. Um, speaking of play, uh, I mean, this is a good time to say, uh, I, we've kind of mentioned it before, I think, but we we've, have we've teased, we've it. teased it. We have a play, an audio play that we are going to put on the website. No video for this one. Sorry. It's going to be, uh, even though it's not radio, I call, I think of it as a radio play. Right. But uh, we're going to put a play on the website, just me and Brad. Um, it's coming soon. Uh, soon. Very soon. soon. What I'll do for, for this, because it's kind of, well, <laughs> for me, it's kind, of, it's kind of special. Because you and I started getting together not for Sabbath, not for Bible studies. We started getting together to practice this play. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, at that, and what's funny is it kind of came full circle too, because at that point I was going to be the voice of God, which I was so amazed that this guy came to me and asked me, do you want to be the voice of God (laughs) (laughs) for, for a guy who for most of his life didn't think his voice was all that great. Um, to have someone come and say, you should be the voice of God was kind of cool. But then, so, so we practiced this thing, um, oh, months uh-huh. months and tried different things we did basically we get together once a week uh-huh. for like two or three hours uh-huh and uh at, at my at my church at the time um and we practice it and got to a point where we're like i think we're i think we're there let's let's try to do it well we never actually did it um um but we enjoyed that time realized that that was a time of refreshing and yeah. uh, it, it, then it just turned into there into Bible studies. But sometimes there wasn't even, we didn't even crack open the Bible. Sometimes it was just the spirit said, we need to talk about this. We need to do that. And some days we just spend the whole time in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was pretty cool. It was what church should be <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But, um, but anyway, so to me, that was this is pretty cool that we we finally, after all this time, are actually going to put the play out uh, yeah. in a much different form. Because back then, podcasting and and all of this was mm-hmm. not not even a consideration. It wasn't you know we were just two yeah. guys getting together to have our weekly refreshing and 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 maybe do a little Bible study or just talk about something that was really cool this week. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. God God did this in my life actually. Um, some of some of the biggest moments in my life, uh, in, in my relationship chase with God, would happen, and then it was, oh, I can't wait for Wednesday. Uh-huh. Gotta get to Wednesday. Yeah, gotta tell Scott. <laughs> um, Which grew into this podcast because of that feeling, right? It really did. It. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm very surprised. This podcast kind of came about. In a lighthearted, joking comment, wouldn't you know? Can you imagine us doing this? You know, and and just kind of went, wait, yeah, yeah, why not? Why can't we? And it was just, it was that 
desire. Oh, I've discovered something from the word. I got to tell Brad. And Brad's going, oh my goodness, this was revealed to me. I got to tell Scott. And just that joy of getting together and revealing it. And the, wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. And we just thought, well, why can't we share it with everybody? Yeah, we want to share that with us. We know there's got to be other people out there that will be excited about this and, and will appreciate uh, us sharing the love that we have had from God. And, 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 and it's also addicting for us. Like, we want it too. So, mm-hmm. you know, being that's why I'm trying to grow the community because um, I, I think it would be awesome if we got to a point where, where you're ministering to us, we're ministering to you, I'm ministering to Scott. Scott's ministering to me. We're just—it's just this one uh, larger community of people who uh, are just sharing the love that God has given them. Um, but anyway, the, the reason I said it kind of came full circle, but also a little bit different, is I'm not an actor. <laughs> so doing the voice of God, being off stage, and doing the voice of God. Uh, was like sure like I can I can handle it because none of this I'll be honest with you none of this is very comfortable for me this is not this is not really my natural I, I don't want to be in front of a camera I don't want to be having my voice out there um, which I say that but I, I I do I just I'm not comfortable with it all the time uh, I do want it out there because I do want to share the love you know uh-huh. I'm, I'm a weird I'm a weird conundrum of, of <laughs> right. emotions and feelings about the whole situation because I do want to share the love that I have and I do want people to, to share it with me. But then at the same time, it's also like, oh, that camera's looking at me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not an actor, um, never claimed to be, <laughs> but doing a voice of God off stage, uh, maybe even having my voice, uh, you know, modified from with the mic or something. Sure. Why not? Sounds great. You can be on stage. Yeah. You can do all the emotional stuff. <laughs> uh, people can look at you and, and which he's not comfortable necessarily with that either. Just you have developed certain skill set to my, be. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, my temperament is introvert, shy. Do not put that camera down. <laughs> I do not, I do not want to be in the spotlight. My natural desire is uh, uh, I consider myself a writer first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on stage several times, but quite frankly, I did that on purpose uh, when I was young to learn how to fake dealing with people. Uh, so I re- truly, truly, I, I realized when I was young, I'm going to have to have a job. I'm going to have to talk to people. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to deal with things that make me uncomfortable, public situations, I thought I better get used to this. I better find out how. And that's why I joined, uh, I, I got into drama to learn the tools to, to fake it really. And, and over time it became, uh, a, a practiced rehearsed thing I can do just like I'm doing now. But this is not normal for me. This is not who I am. So I, and I say that to thank. God, because mm-hmm. anything good comes through this, it's not me. Mm-hmm. This is not my strength. Uh, my strength is the analysis. I, I, I do love the Bible study. I do love breaking it down and, and analyzing and studying. And, and, uh, I am a creative writer. 
Uh, also planning on a separate note too. Uh, there, yep. I'm planning on putting a comic book uh, script out that I've written that uh, Paul doesn't have time for. Uh, that um, I'm, I'm going to put uh, a script that's been on my heart for a long time. Going to put that on the website and basically offer it up to anyone who wants to animate it. Uh, so be looking for that, especially if you're an artist and are interested. But, but yeah, just I, I, I give God all the praise that if any good comes through this, it's very clearly not us. Right. We're not designed for this <laughs> because uh, because now we're we're getting we're planning on like well why can't we because because the play is 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 uh, this play that you wrote. Uh, can work really well as just an audio drama. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we had done the play, it only required very, very little stage setting and yeah. and, and whatnot. So we, we um, we've added, we tried to you know add some ambient sound effects and and and, and footsteps and that kind of stuff to give you an idea. He of says we, he did it all. <laughs> but uh, but then it was suggested, well. Since we're not doing like the actual acting part, we're just doing with our voices. You said, "Do you want to be the character Chris?" And I immediately went, "No, no, no, no," because <laughs> I'm not the actor. But then I got to thinking about it. Um, I am Chris, the, the the character in this play. I I am him. Um, it wasn't written. This was he wrote that long before he even knew me. But but I. The stages that he goes through in this in this um, in this play are stages that I have gone through in my relationship with 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 God. Um, not the very end tragedy, but um, kind of the mental stages that he gets in. The um, I don't want to give too much away, but needless to say, I thought, well, I am Chris. I want to. I I want to. I want to try. And I do really appreciate it when that kind of thing happens because I, I had, because it just, again, it can, confirms to me that I've been letting God do what he wants. I had another play where I had, it was going to be six people on stage, seven total, but six for most of the play. And I had this one woman in mind to do one of the pieces. And I had her in mind the whole time and wrote wrote essentially the entire play. She left, couldn't do it, had to find a replacement. The person who came in to do that part, I had written several things that she came to me later and said, these things that you wrote have actually happened to me. Uh, these that you, you wrote these things, they were actually a part of my life. Uh, they, they, I mean, just literally, not just, not just it felt like I feel. I mean, the actual events I was writing, uh, she'd actually done, you know, uh, and, and I was just, you know, I never, I didn't know this person before I was writing that play. Uh, didn't, didn't know anything about her. I was just writing what was in my heart and, and gave her this piece, you know, much afterwards. Like I said, I had someone else in mind for the part completely. And, and things like that, I go, it's just, wow, you know, I, I am the pen, you know, another hand wrote it. I like those, yeah. I like those stories. Well, Chris, the character of Chris is, is, uh, has kind of extreme emotions through, 
through through the play, um, highs and lows um, as far as emotions go. And I've mentioned it so many times, you guys can probably repeat it back to me. I'm an emotional creature. <laughs> you know, so, and I, when, I, when I was doing it, when, I, when we were recording it, um, it's weird because, it, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not an actor, but when I get to a point where uh, I'm, I'm, I'm inside Chris's head and I, and, and I go, but I've also experienced this, it hits me on an emotional level. And I think some of that did come out. So um, mm-hmm. once again, it's not because I'm a good actor or anything like that. It's because, um, you know, God, <laughs> God was there yeah. with me and he was with me in the emotions of what was going on. And, and so, yeah, if, if anything good comes from it, then the evidence has to be that it was God. And, and that's exactly what we want it to be. Um, so yeah, I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll announce kind of like a premiere day first. And then you were saying there won't be a video element, but I do think we can do it not right away. Give us time. But I think, I think I have an idea of how we can do, um, a video element to it. So it can at least go on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and Facebook. Um, We're also going to do, uh, just kind of a behind the scenes discussion mm -hmm. of our own thoughts of the play to go along with it. When that comes up, yeah, I kind of, I kind of see that one as um, I'll start out by kind of interviewing you about why you wrote the play, what kind of you were, what what was going through your head, and all that kind of stuff, and then then we can just have a general discussion about how we did it, and and then as always, uh, once that's out there, if you guys like that, uh, let us know because Scott has a couple other things that we could try as audio dramas. Um, they, they get a little more complicated. Uh, he has some bigger stories, but we might be able to do something. Um, Maybe if I even have them, it's like I might have lost them. Well, but we'll see. You're creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write something else. So, yeah, get on it, man. <laughs> um, uh, let me do a couple shout outs real quick here. We're kind of running long on time and we want to get over to the longer piece. <laughs> uh, this is still the shortened YouTube piece. Um, couple things I've come across lately that I just want to give a quick shout. One, I'll just give a quick shout out to a group called oneforisrael.org. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, I, I came across them recently and they just touched my heart and I just, I just lift them up in my prayers and I thank them for what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, but um, I, I don't know a whole lot about them. I, I I've seen, advertisements and then I check them out a little bit more and they just there's just a heart and a passion there that I truly appreciate so I want to give them a quick shout out um, it, it's essentially uh, getting the getting Jews to recognize that Yeshua is their Messiah and the people who have come to that and it's set them free and, and just the passionate testimonies there and, and the desire to see everyone set free. Yes. Uh, from, from the lies that, that religion teaches. Uh, they're bringing Yeshua to Israel is mm-hmm. kind of their, their, their motto. And yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I subscribe to them, uh, their YouTube channel and whatnot as well. They're. Okay. They're, so you already knew. Oh, yeah. Okay, they're good. They're, they're cool. Um, but the other one. Something really hit me this week. Uh, I sent it to Brad. I sent it to several people that I knew of. 
uh, a group. Well, it's a, it's a YouTube site called Jonathan and Juliana. Mm-hmm. And and did you know about them before I sent it to you? Now they those ones I did not know about, but okay, I, I have since subscribed to them as well. <laughs> <laughs> but this was really cool to me because. I generally, I wake up in the morning and I grab my phone and I put it on my music and it just prays and I pray and I get the morning started that way. And for whatever reason, I just, I wanted to go, I've got a YouTube thing uh, that I can click on that gives me various random things similar to what I've clicked before. And I was just drawn to it. And I was even going, why? 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 I was honestly wondering if I was being selfishly disobedient and not going after the praise and the worship to start the morning or, or what was going on. But I, I turned it on and, and one of the first three things on there just grabbed me and it was this thing and, and the headline. So if you want to check it out. Jonathan and Juliana, but the specific headline of this one was, I saw Jesus and was terrified. And it just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. And in a good way, mm-hmm. in a personally convicting way. I, I just appreciated it so much. And, and you'll just have to see it for yourself. I don't want to, it's not that I don't want to spoil it. It's that I don't feel I can do it justice on my own. He's just basically saying he saw Jesus and it was very, it was, it was judgment saying, uh, you need, and it's, it's a, it reminded me a lot of what Brad's been going on to about, going into about distraction. Uh, and it's just, you, you, you're disappointing me. Mm-hmm. And it was just Jesus saying, there's, well, you know what? Just, just, just go check it out. I, I can't. But all I can tell you is it hit me directly. And I went, I, I just immediately knew the message was for me. Yep. If there, if nobody else out there received it, Jesus intended it for me that day. I ended up, um, you, you left a comment on their video. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to find your comment. And so I was just scrolling through and I recommend watching the video also read the comments. So I've, I have had an experience that I thought that I said was Jesus. Now he didn't, in, in my experience, he didn't, you know, talk to me or, well, not with words. It, it's hard to describe, but he gave me love in a moment that I really needed it. And and what was so encouraging to me, just scrolling down and looking at those comments, is how many people he's appearing to and how many people he's, he's, he knows better than us what we need. He knows what kind of person we are and what we'll respond best to. He knew I needed love. He knew that that, he knew that, that gentleman uh, needed to be uh, convicted of, of what was going on in his life. But there were so many people. Jesus came to me at this moment, and it was wonderful. This happened, and it was mm-hmm. wonderful. And so I recommend watch the video and read some of the comments um, mm-hmm. and just praise Jesus and, and hallelujah, Jesus, and, and, and love to Jesus because he is coming 
to people and and he is coming in in ways that they really need and and, and that's because only he knows what they really need and it's just amazing yes absolutely so i think this is a good time to so wrap up I'm the sorry. youtube segment sorry youtube uh friends um um but yeah um we can't we don't want to risk uh having a, a, a an opinion that youtube thinks is wrong so we'll go ahead and, and we'll end here uh the audio version will continue um mm-hmm. um might even be able to figure out how to do a video version on the website but but the audio version of course will continue on um and we'll discuss the last few things that we've got for today right. and for everyone else we're still going yeah uh, so now, if you're listening, you're listening on our website and not on YouTube. But we just want to talk about YouTube gave us a strike for daring to say uh, the vaccine is pointless. The vaccine is bad. And uh, is video down now? Yep. Oh, okay. So the... Daring uh, for how dare us give facts and figures about COVID that they don't want shared. And we're going to do that a little bit more right now. I've got a few things. Do you have any, Brad? Or do I you just, want... Here's what I want to say about the strike. Okay. <laughs> um, first of all, Scott and I never say we are medical professionals by any mm-hmm. means. So the strike says and i'm going to i'll put it on the, the the website on the actual conversation so people can see it yeah but, say exactly what it says because it is going to lead into something else i have here let me bring it up then but basically um scott and i have never stated that we are uh medical professionals or anything like that we expressed opinions that we have and <laughs> And, uh, and apparently those opinions, um, were us giving medical, um, information, which they, okay, so here it is. Hi, not about us. Our team has reviewed your content and unfortunately we think it violates our medical misinformation policy. We removed the following content from YouTube, three twelve twenty one conversation. We know that this might be disappointing, but... It's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all. If content breaks our rules, we remove it. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we will take another look. Keep reading for more details. Now, real quick on that. If they take another look and they uh, still agree that that they are correct, uh, we potentially could get a second strike. Or other actions could be taken against the. So you're kind of stuck in a, a situation where even if you want to fight back a little bit, you, you're you could just make it worse. Yeah. So that's not cool. But then, um, how your content violated the policy. Now YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID nineteen vaccinations that uh, contradict um, expert consensus from. Did I say local health? I bring up the actual email. Okay. Talks amongst yourselves. We'll edit out. (laughs) Well, I'll go on here real quick. And I will say uh, what he just mentioned there. Now, I'm going to talk about... uh, I'm going to bring up one article written by a Mr. Lawrence Solomon from the Epoch Times. 
And it brings up the facts that a Gallup poll has shown the number one, the, the group most likely to reject the COVID vaccine are frontline healthcare workers. Yeah. Why? Why do you think that is when they're the ones who need it the most? They're the ones surrounded by it the most. Why are they the ones rejecting it? Uh, according to what he says in this article, says, according to a January analysis by Gallup, 51% of healthcare workers and first responders polled in December 2020 were unconvinced of the merits of getting vaccination even if the vaccine was free, available, FDA-approved, and 90% effective. These are the people at highest risk of exposure, and they're the likeliest to refuse it. Why? Why? Because they're seeing what's going on with it. And they, they recognize the medical truth behind it. They're the ones smart enough to see what this thing actually is. They're seeing what's actually happening to people, what's being denied, and, and the information that's being suppressed, they're actually seeing. And and this is this is worldwide, by the way. This is not just uh in in the United States of America, but uh Here's some examples. In Georgia, uh, according to an estimate in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, only 30% of healthcare workers have been inoculated. In Ohio, uh, Governor Mike DeWine reported 60% of the nursing home workers refused the vaccination. I'm just kind of skipping around. Uh, outside the United States, on March 2nd, Reuters reported that at most, at most half of the nursing staff in Switzerland's medical sector have received it. Only 30% of the staff at Germany's Benevit Group care home operator and about half of the health workers in French care homes were willing to be vaccinated. Why all of this? Why? Why is it? And there's so much more that he gives stats about all of these people who are refusing it all over the country, Sweden, Austria, uh, all over Europe. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reported to be that to avoid being vaccinated, half of the health professionals scheduled in the German state of Saarland failed to show up for their appointment. <laughs> they just refused to go in order not to be vaccinated. And why? Because these people recognize what it is. They recognize they're being lied to about it. They recognize that uh, it's... Well, okay, you know what? Instead of stumbling over my words, let me keep reading this. Because this goes into what... We were just banned for giving misinformation. We got a strike for giving misinformation about this. Uh, and qu quote... Oh, okay, no, wait a second. This is from the article. I'll say quote when, when it gets to someone else's quote. All, everybody is urging media and social media to be more vigilant in policing negative vaccination news. 
in offering pointers on how to debunk critics, the Columbia Journalism Review on March 5th told media companies that, quote, the first rule of reporting on misinformation, don't talk about misinformation, unquote. So they're actively saying what you need to do is shut down all news that could contradict what the, what we want out. Uh, Mr. Solomon uh, goes on to say that although studies show that such assurances and public education campaigns, also known as propaganda, can reduce vaccine hesitancy, Gallup finds their effect as marginal. So what they're planning on doing is shutting down all... They're censoring. They're absolutely censoring. They're thought police. Uh, they're shutting down all negative information and they're just putting out their own propaganda campaign. And the article ends by saying, yet the CDC doesn't explain why continued focused communication and outreach, i.e. more of the same, would overcome worker hesitancy when workers don't fully trust the data or those who deliver the data. To overcome that trust barrier, to win over frontline workers, people who have every incentive to protect themselves, the media would need to lift the censorship, industry would need to subject its studies to independent scrutiny, and all would need to engage in reasoned debate rather than trust us assurances. This is... What's going on in the world? That's why we refuse to be a part. And that's why YouTube banned us. Yeah. Not banned us, but kicked out that podcast. Well, and they got these cute little animations um, of a referee blowing his whistle. Um, so in the next, if we get another strike, it would be a yellow flag. If we get another one, it's an orange flag. And then the fourth one, your channel's just done. But I'll finish it real quick. How your content violated the policy. YouTube doesn't allow claims about COVID-19 vaccinations that contradict ex expert consensus from local health authorities or the World Health Organization. And you can learn more here. And then it goes on to talk about how it will affect uh, the channel, that if, if the next strike we get, what will happen is um, you won't be able to do things like upload, post, or live stream for one week. And then after that, I don't know what... Um, I don't know what the orange flag would do to us, but the red flag would be your channel is done. Now, okay, a couple things. Um, expert consensus. There's been no expert consensus. No. In <laughs> fact, I, I can lead you to pages presuming they haven't been taken down yet about expert after expert after expert saying, in my medical expert opinion, do not take this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned it there too. There's, there's the reason medical professionals would be hesitant is because they require data on anything, mm -hmm. and they require long-term data on most things. You know, so and there's not been long-term data on these vaccines. Yeah, and, and it's not even a vaccine. But we, we don't, we won't yeah. get into that again and again. But, but it, it's not, uh, this vaccine has no long-term data, and the data they do have is not. You can't believe it because, once again, how did we go a whole flu season with no influenza A or B? Yeah. You know, 
How many of it's these, unreasonable. Yeah. How many of these of uh, these COVID cases were influenza A or B? Therefore, the data is not accurate because we only need to know for COVID-19 what were genuine COVID-19 cases. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand why people would be hesitant um, on a physical level just with that information. I also understand on a spiritual level while while why some people would be hesitant and why I'm hesitant on a, both a physical and a spiritual level. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an opinion that we gave. And you gave an opinion that you were struggling with uh, having to schedule people for the vaccines. Mm-hmm. We just suggested that this is what's going on in the world. This is what the vaccine... Yes, you could probably say, oh boy, they... We insinuated it heavily heavily because we said we're not going to. Yeah, Uh, but that's the thing. We we just tell people... We tell people to get knowledge. Mm -hmm. Seek out sources uh, of information and truth. That's that's what we say. And if your source of information and truth, that you've done your research and you've done your study and you feel good about the vaccine, then yeah, go for it. And here's more, uh, uh, how should I say it facetiously, completely unmedical uh, opinions on, on the vaccine. This is a research article from Microbiology and Infectious Diseases titled COVID-19 RNA-Based Vaccines and the Risk of Prion Disease. And it is written by a J. Bart Klassen. C-L-A-S-S-E-N. So if you want to look it up, you can. But it starts by saying, development of new vaccine technology has been plagued with problems in the past. The current RNA-based SARS-CoV-2 vaccines were approved in the U.S. using an emergency order without extensive long-term safety testing. That is a fact. That is, that is nothing they will dispute. But if we say it, if we dare to say that, YouTube will pull us down for bashing this vaccine. This goes on to say uh, that vaccines in the past have been found to cause a host of chronic late developing adverse effects. Some, like type 1 diabetes, may not occur until three to four years after a vaccine is administered. So, That's what we're talking about. They've done no long-term safety testing on this. They don't know what's going to happen. Now, I'm going to summarize. This person basically talks about uh, how he believes that prion disease is is very highly likely in all of those who get this vaccine. And he's worried that... Well, here, he says, quote, there's an old saying in medicine that the cure may be worse than the disease. The phrase can be applied to vaccines. In the current paper, the concern is raised that the RNA-based COVID vaccines have the potential to cause more disease than the epidemic of COVID-19. Now, he goes on to say uh, that, you know, he's personally has not been one of the uh, uh, conspiracy theorists that have claimed that it is a weapon. However, he what he points out, he says that many have raised the warning that the current epidemic of COVID-19 is actually the result of a bioweapon attack released in part by individuals in the United States government, 
Such a theory is not far-fetched, given that the 2001 anthrax attack in the U.S. originated at Fort Detrick, a U.S. Army bioweapon facility. Because the FBI's anthrax investigation was closed against the advice of the lead FBI agent in the case, there are likely conspirators still working in the U.S. government. In such a scenario, the primary focus of stopping a bioweapons attack must be to apprehend the conspirators or the attacks will never cease. Approving a vaccine utilizing novel RNA technology without extensive testing is extremely dangerous. The vaccine could be a bioweapon and even more dangerous than the original infection. Uh, that's how he closes this article. This is a medical, this is an article, like I said, in the journal, a research article, the Journal of Microbiology and Infectious Disease. He goes on to talk about how our genetic diversity helps protect us as a race. When a virus hits us, one person dies and another person uh, doesn't even experience symptoms because of our genetic diversity. Uh, some people are affected more than others. He feels that one of the things, one of the potentially adverse effects that can be induced by the novel RNA vaccines, RNA-based vaccines, is it places a novel molecule spike protein on the surface of host cells. This spike protein is a potential receptor for another possibly novel infectious agent. If those who argue that the COVID-19 is actually a bioweapon are correct, then a second potentially more dangerous virus may be released that binds spike protein found on the host cells of vaccine recipients. So he's saying what he's saying essentially is this protein that because what it is, it's an RNA-based vaccine. It is not giving you a dead or or injured. Uh, virus, so your body can learn how to fight it. It is changing your RNA. It is adding a spike protein to your RNA. And he's saying this is going to be exactly the same for everyone who gets it. And if a virus comes out that is designed to attach itself to that protein, every single person who got the vaccine is going to equally contract that virus and it could be potentially lethal. Now, one of the reasons we keep bringing this up and coming back to it is because we have an understanding of who God is. We have an understanding of his plan. We have an understanding uh, of what he said was going to happen in the last days. And we know that that is true. We know that that is absolute. Beneath that, we have an understanding, not as absolute, of Satan and his plan. He's a deceiver, and we know what his goal is. And we know what God has said about some of the things he's going to do. And we know his drive and desire. Underneath that, we have these shadow government organizations that we know have their goals. They're published goals about uh, human depopulation and... and The uh, Great Reset. The Great and, Reset, absolutely. Yeah. So 
these things raise red flags. And like I said, the fact that we're, we're being, one, we're being censored, not just Brad and I, everyone, everyone who says something's wrong. Uh, I saw one, I, I mentioned it last time, there was a nurse who got the vaccine and she got Bell's palsy from it. Mm-hmm. And it's a fact. Her, she's, you can see she was at a video of herself and her face just looks like it's melted on the one side. And she's saying, it's a fact. The COVID vaccine did this to her and YouTube pulled it because it violated the terms of their misinformation policy. That's not misinformation. She was revealing what happened. The only reason anyone else saw it is because people saved that and spread it on their own channels. That's uh, There's been a lot of that going on. Uh, people are screenshotting comment pages, uh, articles, all sorts of stuff because things are disappearing. Even YouTube is even doing um, other things. I'm, I'll be curious to see if our latest podcast on Genesis will get... It's, it's not a strike, but what they've been doing on things that con, uh, contradict popular science uh, theories, uh, they've been placing links to actual scientific pages that will counteract the stuff that you're saying. In our recent Genesis podcast, we talked about the sons of Elohim, uh, and we talked about giants and all sorts of stuff. I'll be curious to see if we get one of those put on that page, uh, because that's not science. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that, that Basically, what we're seeing is just a ramping up of these type of things. We know the end times is is here. We know God's last day is almost upon us and he is ramping things up. We know we're trying to get closer to him and understand his plan and his steps and where we need to go. But like I said, this reason we keep pointing this out is because so many things feel wrong. Mm-hmm. They're they're blocking people, the propaganda, the the theft of the US election, the 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 fact that what and, and think about this, Brad. This this hurt occurred to me the other day. Why are they blocking people on COVID when for other situations you you freedom of speech abounds? You can say whatever you want on on certain other uh hostile, vicious situations. Uh uh, but COVID, they had to pick this. Why, why this particular case, mm-hmm. COVID and this vaccine, why? Because there's an agenda, because there's an obvious agenda and people know about it. I, in fact, I saw on Google today, uh, an article. I didn't get into the article. I was just flipping through and I saw the headline said, uh, radical right wing extremists. Have uh, anti-vaccine campaign is their new their new go-to. Anti-vaccine replaces or no, stop the vaccine is replacing stop the cheat. Uh, referring to the fact that they knew uh, the the elections, not just the presidential election, but many elections were stolen. Uh, and they didn't say, you know, many doctors, many medical professionals. You know, many experts in the field are are decrying this. They they specifically say 
right-wing fundamentalist extremists. <laughs> They're painting them as villains as best they can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's an obvious plot. It's an obvious plot, and it's not just... It, it's, 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 it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there are... There are YouTubers battling um, against Hollywood and their cancel culture and their wokeness and their mm-hmm. and their politically correctness. Um, and it's not even that anymore. It was politically correctness for a while, but now it's just extreme ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Um, California, um, quite a few people um, on the more conservative side are leaving in droves because California is getting out of hand. Um, we're seeing that schools all across the country are, are telling the children one thing uh, different than what their parents are teaching them at home. And it's causing lawsuits and conflict. Um, one school is telling um, a child that they can get hormone treatments to change their sex, but at home, the father is is uh, uh, suing and trying to put a stop to it, and there's a real chance that the court might say, "No, the child can mm-hmm. uh, can change can can make life changing decisions at, at his incredible young age. He can make these life changing decisions. Um, they're trying to separate us from our families. They're trying to take away our power as parents." Um, they're trying to change the narrative. Schools in California are allowing drag queen story hour and trying to convince children that um, they won't know their true gender until uh, they declare it. And, and, and they're telling this to, to kindergartners. Why are we putting our kindergartners into battle? Mm-hmm. Why are we putting very young children into battle? Um, I have one pastor that I follow, prophecy pastor, and he's, he's been screaming for a while now. If you are a Christian in California, get out. Um, cause it's getting out of hand. Uh, Texas has seen an influx of people because they are, uh, conservative mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, um, they're hesitant to, uh, to go into this new weird spectrum of everything is right. Um, I, I haven't read the full thing yet, so I won't, I won't go too crazy into this, but someone that we've, uh, that Scott and I both have read before and really appreciate his works. Um, he's had prophecy dreams before and been reading, uh, about halfway through, um, him talking about a dream he had in 2018 and, I won't mention him yet just because I don't want to, in case I get something wrong, I want to be able to correct it before I send people uh, there because, I have, like I said, I'm only halfway through the book. But it starts out, basically, this dream was uh, was about the soul of America and, and the coming uh, second revolutionary civil war. And in the prophecy dream... He was standing on what was heaven's idea of a golf course, basically. And all of these spiritual warriors were standing in line. And there was wisdom 
which from previous dreams we understand is Jesus, um, that was helping each one of them, each one of these spiritual warriors uh, was going for word to attack um, whatever whatever was in their heart that they hated the most. So if abortion, if they hated abortion, then uh, they were going forth to attack abortion and, and for the heart of America. Um, if they hated uh, this transgenderedness and all that kind of stuff, they were being sent forth to uh, attack that spirit. Uh, the problem was they were uh, the things that they were attacking were trees. So there's very so and that, and what that represents is that these issues are very rooted into American soil. Mm-hmm. And the problem was they were attacking the branches and they weren't getting anywhere. Um, so if we want victory, basically what's happening in this dream is if we want victory for the soul, for the fate of America, for the United States of America, we need to attack these trees at the roots. Um, so it's, it's kind of encouraging. If there's something that you don't uh, agree with, it, it's, it's getting to a point where it's time to fight it. And we need to understand how and where and when and why. And of course, in order to do that, we've got to let wisdom guide us. Mm-hmm. We've got to let Jesus guide us and, and, and place us where we need to be and attack in the way that he needs us to attack. Um, you know, there's... Uh, when you live in America, there's a sense of pride. Um, but the, the truth is, we're, we're losing this country. Uh, everything's ramping up. There is going to be a point where uh, each one of us individually, but nations as whole, will have to make a choice and decide what side they're going to be on. And the present condition of this country, my concern is this nation will choose the wrong side. Yeah. And that's where this American, the second American Revolutionary Civil War is coming in. Um, if you try to censor us, if you try to uh, take away our rights that we established uh, in this country, our God-given rights, if you try to take those away, people are going to resist. And that's a very, very concerning thought. Uh, to be going into that when <laughs> there's all this other stuff that's going on that we need to focus on too. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, yeah. The other thing that uh, um, that the other bit of information that he got from this dream was just just to be careful um, because heaven sees our wars much differently than we do, mm-hmm. and there have been many times where we have claimed some great victory that heaven said was not a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just, we have to be, we have to look at it uh, with spiritual eyes. We have to look at it from God's perspective. We have to become spiritual warriors. Mm-hmm. And I also tie this in um, something we mentioned uh, several podcasts ago that uh, one lady was talking about the word that she had received for 2021 right. was war. Yep. And it's very definitely coming. Uh, I 
I don't know the severity of it in the physical sense. In the spiritual sense, it's more than here. It, it's it's already going abundantly, and you have no choice but to be involved anymore. The only choice you have is which side you're on, who you're going to actively fight for. And I believe this is all leading up to the tribulation process. And I believe, as we've said before, the tribulation process is for the purpose of purifying his saints, not for annihilating the evil ones that hate him. I believe it's for the perfecting of his bride. Uh, we've talked about it before, but uh, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. But guys, let him judge you. Judgment and shaking has come. It's happening now. Uh, starts with his church first, his body, and then it will move to the rest of the world. Don't just let yourself be shaken. Seek it. Uh, go after him. Uh, I encourage you to check out that Jonathan and Juliana uh, post I talked about before because it, it leads right into this. We need to be disciplined. We need to be focused. We need to be his. We need to stop the distractions. We, we need to love him passionately and fervently with all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of our souls. Because anything else is going to result in our, our doom. And, and the, our failure is going to affect so many people loved ones and and people who could be loved ones if we'd only been successful in what God wanted us to do. Well, well yeah, th we, this has been an extremely long one. So I've, and you know, I want to say real quickly before we leave, I, I've been conscious of the fact that we've been going over COVID so much and 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 not just COVID, but the, the theft of the election. We, we focused on that a lot because... We're trying to be watchmen and we're seeing what the enemy is doing and recognize it as such. We're not trying to focus on political things. We're trying that the focus is on the enemy is moving. Uh, we need to recognize that. Please recognize it and dr let it drive you closer to God. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we, we, we invite the spirit in. We pray. We want these conversations to be value added. But I think just the more the shakings happen, the 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 more frequent the birth pains become. Uh, there's going to be a time where every conversation is going to have to be about the battle, mm -hmm. about what we need to do, what can we do, and uh, yeah, we're we're kind of already there with a lot of it. So, um, but as always. There is so much good and love from God. You can be blessed. Re Revelation tells you that you can be blessed, but the whole book of Revelation is, well, not the whole book, but the whole idea of Revelation is about the, the journey of tribulation and getting through that and, and the world getting perfected and yeah. us getting perfected. But it says there's a blessing for you during that. Yeah. 
you know, grasp that. Grasp that. Exactly what Brad said. What that book is about and the majority of horrible things going on in that book. And yet, it's a blessing. The only book in the Bible with a stated blessing for those who read and keep Mm -hmm. the things in that book. A blessing and rewards. There's also rewards in there Mm -hmm. that someday in the Revelation study we'll get to. Yeah. But... But uh, yeah, blessings and rewards. So it's, it just all, it always comes back to we're going to go, the scripture lays it out for you. We're going to go through stuff, mm-hmm. but we don't go through it alone. He's always with us. <sighs> well, as always, this has been Scott. And this has been Brad. And this is not about us. <laughs> <laughs>